Good afternoon, everyone. Net Radio Land. This is Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, Church of the Soul's Evolution. And the reason I named it that is because I think, in my opinion, there is nothing more important in this lifetime than to develop to develop ourselves spiritually. Develop ourselves spiritually, and especially in this world today of violence and killing and war, still on right the war in Ukraine before that, countless other wars before their past, right? And I was hearing this song today on the radio. I went out this morning, I went to the gym, and I did some mileage on the treadmill at the local Gold's Gym, and I like the treadmill. I'm going to go back there because it's getting really hot here in San Antonio, for one thing. And I went out walking yesterday while I was at work because we get time to exercise. And I think I overdid it a little bit. Maybe got a little bit of a heat stroke or heat exhaustion. And so I, I don't want to do that again. And the summer's vamping up here in San Antonio. It's getting hotter. 100 degrees today. I'm here in my back patio, and it's hot, but it's all right. The sun is not down over the, the top of the in house patio, not yet anyway, because as you know, the sun is taking longer to go down as summer gets closer. But anyway, I heard this song called Under Pressure by Freddie Mercury and David Bowie. You ever heard that song, Under Pressure? And it goes at one point, why can't we get along, get along, get along? Why can't we just get along, get along, get along? Why do we have to be killing each other, killing each other, killing each other? What's the good reason for killing each other, killing each other? No good reason, right? Well, we understand why. Money, you know, has to do with money, right? You think anything different than the other reasons? But Money is certainly one of the reasons, main reasons, right? That's why it seems like money has more value than life. How about that? I'm not trying to hold anything back. I never do, you know. When I talk to you on my radio show, I, I want to be upfront and truthful with you and let you know what's on my mind, you know. I've told you before I have sleep, I have sleep apnea. And I had a sleep apnea attack last night. I really thought I was going to die. And I pulled through, you know, I got up to the bed. I had stopped breathing and it took me about a minute to get my breathing back. And wow. And that was like the worst ever sleep apnea attack I've had. And I needed to make some changes because I realized I have to be even more disciplined in this world. As you get older, right? One day after death, one day short of breath, you know, the body degenerates. You know, what they say, you got more years behind you than you do up front. I'm figuring, I was talking with my supervisor at work yesterday, and he said, I think I got 10 more years, and my parents live to be 75, 76, and he's 69 right now. And so, me, I don't know. My parents live to be 81. They smoke and they drank. Maybe I can live to be 81, too. But I really would like to be as old as possible, 100, like try to reach 100 years old. And I've been staying active. You know, I've been doing brisk walking. I've been running. Uh, I've been sprinting over the years. I've been, I must have done over the last six years because I've been working on sprinting. Why? Because it's a good exercise for sprinting. Look at the Internet, all the benefits of sprinting. Good for the circulation. It's good for breathing. It increases human growth hormone. It the lungs, especially the heart. You know, just that short, intense activity is good for the heart. And it, so, if it helps you to stay young and youthful, it's like they say the fountain of youth. But it's hard, also. You know, depending on where you sprint, you sprint on a track, you sprint on the pavement or on the on a dirt track. It's a lot of impact. And that's what it really boils down to. I've discovered as a runner 
And when I was in the Army, I used to run, and I got a profile after 16 years to not have to run because I'd gotten a profile for not having to do push-ups and sit-ups because I discovered that I'd fractured my my back during a hyperextension injury when I was younger. And then I had also donated one of my kidneys to my son back in 1995 when I was on active duty. And so I went before a board and they asked me, well, you really want to give up running? And I said, yeah, because I've got to make sure, you know, it lasts. And I wasn't into the same kind of running I was back then in the recent past. I mean, over the last, I'll say six years, because I just didn't feel the need anymore to run three, four miles, five miles, six miles, whatever, how many miles. It was just like one mile or two miles, but even still, you know, it's a lot. Going to hit the road, pound the pavement out there. There's a dirt track on Lackland Air Force Base that I've been to many times. Most I've ever done was like three miles around that track. And there's a, a rubber track like close to that where I've done a lot of workouts, but you go around and around and get tired of going around and around in circles. And they say that when you go around, it also is increasing the pressure on one side of the body, you know, like one side, one leg. And if you go to the left, if you go to the right, then, you know, increased pressure on the other leg. So you've got to even it up. That's just too much. So what I like about the treadmill is you're in a cool environment. Now, you miss out on the benefits of fresh air and sunshine, but it's cooler in there. You get to just sun running straight ahead, your head up, you know. You can check your heartbeat. You can increase the speed or decrease it. You know, you walk to warm up, and then you go to a run. I, I walked 0.5 miles. And then I ran for 1.75 miles, one and three-quarter miles for um, at a seven-mile-per-hour pace. So that's pretty good, less than 10 minutes, about nine minutes a mile. I used to be able to do six minutes a mile when I was in the Army in my prime. Every time, I could run two miles under 12 minutes, no problem. Anyway, so... I felt good after that sleep apnea attack last night. I went and I did that altogether 2.75 miles on the treadmill. And I just feel like I'm born again. You know, my heart, I got my heart exercise, which is important after last night. And I don't know if you've listened to any shows of mine, but I've tried to sleep the CPAP machine and it just popped up my nose and I tried all the different masks. I tried this little thing that you stick in your nose, and it's got two kind of little nasal pillars. That's besides the CPAP machine, and it's called a TEPI, T-E-P-P-Y, if you want to check it out on the Internet. It's been pretty good, but it's not the, um, what do they call it, the um, end-all, cure-all kind of well, sleep apnea. And then I've got a wedge pillow. So, you know, these are the things that we have to deal with when we get older, Right. I'm not the only one. You know, there's millions of other people. William Shatner, to give you one name, he's got sleep apnea. Why? Why does it happen? Well, they say the tongue falls back. And then they got this new procedure, you know, when you lie down. They've got this new procedure called Inspire, where they put some little electronic chip in your throat, you know, and you've got some wires in your body also. And it, it sends an electric current to the tongue to, when you lie back down, to force it to stick out instead of fall back so you're not choking on your tongue. Your tongue's not blocking your airway, you know. Oh, man. How does that happen? It could be, I don't know. I've seen it. I've been trying to figure it out. A lot of people at work, a lot of people all over the place, in the grocery store, People with big bellies, when they get older, they get big bellies. My father had a look, you know, yet I kind of have a big belly, you know, bigger than I used to have. I never really had a problem with my belly until I, I guess I got older. 
you know, living in in San Antonio, I got married, and you know, I was eating just about. Like, well, I've always been not always been a healthy eater in the recent past. In 1999, I became a vegetarian, and then a few months later, six months later, actually, I became a vegan. So since 1999, going on 24 years, I've been a vegan, 99% vegan. And people ask me why. Well, because of the kidney donation and because I didn't always treat myself well in the past. You know, I used to drink, to smoke. I gave that up, gave them both up. And they asked me, what about the ethical side, you know, eating animals? Well, I believe that you shouldn't eat animals, you know. Um, but that's just me. I don't try not to judge any. Well, let me repeat that. I try not to judge people because I figure if the creator of this world, our mother and father God in heaven, and the supreme creator of the universe, like grandfather, grandmother God, made animals. I mean, yes, there's an ecological system. Yes, there's mother nature, and they're, they're a part of it. But how could we survive if we didn't know what vegetables to eat? You know, like the pioneers who came west, they lived off the land. The Indians just lived off the land. They used to kill deer, eat fish, you know. So I don't think there's anything. Let me finish my sentence. I don't think there's anything wrong with only that. If you don't have to, then maybe you shouldn't. But it all depends on you. I mean, I had everything up until I was 44 years old, and I can't judge, therefore, anyone. I'm just saying, is at the ethical consideration a factor in my decision making to become a vegan? Yes. But that was for me. It doesn't mean it has to be for you. And I heard a, I like to listen to near-death experiences on the internet, on YouTube. And there was one today, and these spiritual beings said, this man, uh, I think he was, actually, he was a 14-year-old boy at the time, and he almost drowned trying to save uh, a young boy at a Boy Scout camp. And he was a junior lifeguard instructor. And so he had him in a, a hole. He jumped in the water. He should have handed him this pole to drag him in, but he jumped in after him. That was his mistake. So actually, his mistake was giving, holding him in the wrong way, trying to drag him to safety, but the boy freaked out and hit him in the side of the head by accident and almost knocked him out. And so he fell back and, and went down underneath the water into the water and spilled the water and he sunk to the bottom and he had this near-death experience and he met these spiritual beings and they said that you shouldn't kill other life if you don't have to. But it's a very contentious subject just like abortion is, you know, nowadays. But suffice it to say, my friends, I'll conclude on this. You can do what you want. You have free will. That's just me. I made those changes in my life because I felt I needed to. Yes, the ethical consideration is part of my factoring and that decision. But I also know that God provided this animal life for us to eat if we need to. So if you feel you need to, it's perfectly all right with me if it's all right with the Creator. Don't, don't think I'm judging you for eating everything. Well, I'm just saying I don't. But one thing I will tell you, and you can take this or not, believe it or not, and if you wanted to develop yourself spiritually, the best way I found out is to have either a vegetarian or a vegan lifestyle. Why? Because you're not killing things to survive off of and your body is also in the process food a lot easier, digest food a lot easier. So it's up to you, but again, you have free will. And my wife, she eats everything. My son, 
he's dabbled a little bit with vegetarianism, but he basically eats everything. So not everybody is. There are quite a few vegetarians, vegans out there, and they'll tell you the reason. I've been a vegan now for 24 years, almost going on 24 years, and I get along with people. I can get along with everyone. You know, I don't mind if we're at a party and we got some food. I, I can eat some vegetables, beans, and I get my protein. That's, you know, to do. One of the most was when I was stationed to Caracas, Venezuela with the Army during my last three years. And down there, they didn't have any vegetarian food. I had to make up my own rice and food, I mix it all together and cook it, and it was all right. I survived, and then I would eat pizza with no cheese. I would eat spaghetti with no cheese, so I did okay. i tell you what, though, if you want to be really interested in becoming a vegan or a vegetarian, look at some of the videos on YouTube about uh, whether eating processed foods you know, like uh, how they uh, slaughter cows or chickens, you know, is it sanitary? Is the, are the antibiotics they give them, are they safe for your body? That kind of thing. I forget the name of it. This one video, Tim Robbins, I think, he, there's a video all about um, the, um, the beef industry. You know, it's a powerful industry, just like the oil industry is, you know. And I bought some meat today. I, I buy meat for our dogs, my wife. But I've chosen not to. And sometimes I look at when my wife's eating a steak and I'm just like, oh, man, that looks good. It smells good. I wish I could eat some, but I'm disciplined, you know. I, I stick with something I set my mind out to do. But going back to what I said before, if you wanted to develop yourself spiritually, a vegetarian lifestyle or a vegan lifestyle will help you leaps and bounds. Take it from me, if you're interested. But again, I'm not judging you. You know what I mean? Come on now. Don't take it so I probably lost a few call people that were tuning in. Okay, I can't listen to this anymore. That's all right. That's just me. You know, I'm the same me I was last week, the week before that, and the same me I'll be next week. But you know what? I'm going to change the subject now, and I'm going to sing some songs for you, but I've got some music to go here, okay? Last week, I sang some just going to spice up my radio You know what's great about having your own radio show for one hour? You can do whatever you want. Fantastic. I love it. And I don't know how many people are tuning in. Could be thousands, could be just one or two. Even if there wasn't just one or two, I still would have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And you could too, if you've got the money, you know, want to invest in yourself, being able to talk for a whole hour, do whatever you want to do. I know that it's being archived that so you can listen to later. Anyway, so I'm going to pick a song here to sing. Hold on. Give me a few seconds to get going, take a drink of water and get the song going. I'll be right back. Okay, this one's called Free Bird by Leonard Skinnerd, for all you Southern Rock fans out there. Love this intro. This is a short version here. If I leave here tomorrow. Oh, would you still remember me? I must be traveling on now. Because there's too many places I've got to see. If I ask Stay here with you, girl. Things just couldn't be the same. 
Cause I'm as free as a bird now. How about you? I'm the bird you cannot change. And the bird you cannot change. And the bird you cannot change. Lord knows I can't change. Lord, help me. I can't change. Oh, I can't change. Oh, multiply a free bird, yeah. By the way, I've gone on lots of cruises, and I always go to karaoke. And I got the nickname of the Karaoke King. Hope you don't mind me blowing my own horn there. But the thought, you know, why not? You know, I tell you, I'm very humble, you know. Hey, I am the only white guy in a black gospel choir of about, you say about 20 members. Isn't that funny? Anyway, that's a shortened version of Freebird by Leonard Skinner. Southern Rock, I'll tell you. You know, I was so sad when their airplane went down in the 70s because I'd seen them in concert like about less than a year before. And I remember through my drunken haze, and I was drunk that night, the outlaws, green grass and high tides forever, the sky, before sun down, they were the opening act. And it was at the sports arena in San Diego. And that was back in my wild and crazy days. I think I must have had a, a little bit of whiskey. I was so drunk. I can remember through the fog of my vision, seeing Ronnie Van Zant up there on the stage with a, a trench coat. And I remember them launching into Freebird and Gary Rossington, who I love. I mean, all those guys. I thought they were great, you know, just loved them. And the God bless their souls, you know. And Gary Rossington, when he when they started Freebird, he just stepped to the edge of the stage. A spotlight came down in my mind's eye. I can still see it, even though I was kind of drunk. And by the way, I haven't drank anything since 1988. Yay, me! And he launched into Freebird. And, you know, with that slide guitar, and it just sounded so beautiful. Oh, my God. If they'd survived, you know, if they hadn't gotten aboard that plane, because they knew that it was having engine trouble from previous flights, you know, then they would have been super mega superstars, you know, just like Jimi Hendrix would have and the doors and they hadn't, the doors, Jim Morrison hadn't, he hadn't gotten off on a tangent, you know, I think, um, you know, for the doors, they really went downhill when they went on the Ed Sullivan show and they were singing, uh, light my fire. That part there starts out, you know, that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar if I was to say to you, girl, we couldn't get much higher. Well, Ed Sullivan asked them not to sing Get Much Higher. It was something else. And so they were talking with each other and they were saying, Jim, please, come on, man. Just do what he says so we can come back. You know, we can get paid more money because if he was the thing, girl, we couldn't get much higher than, and, you know, Ed Sullivan would get pissed off and he would never ask him back. Well, that's what happened because that's the way Jim Morrison was. So, uh, if you can watch the video there on YouTube. Uh, the other band members, they keep on playing, but they're going like, they're rolling their eyes like, oh my God. And from that point on, I think 
Jim Morrison went downhill and drank too much, exposed himself at a concert, and ultimately wound up wound up ODing on drugs and alcohol, you know. And Janis Joplin, same thing, ODing on drugs and alcohol, and a lot of other people in the past, you know. Someone like Prince, or like, he took, I forget the name of that painkiller, fentanyl, I think, and Michael Jackson, too. So suffice it to say, my friends, that there's going to be a heck of a band in heaven when we get there, and that's in the spirit of you know, where the spirit exists, and the spirit is different than your body that you've got right now. You're actually wearing this physical body. I'm wearing it. And I almost found in the spirit lands last night. I don't, I want to live, you know. I want to live as long as I can here on earth because every day is a learning experience. It's a gift, you know. But when we get to the spirit lands and people are dying all over the world, 40,000 a day, you know, you know that, right? 40,000 people approximately every day, right? People just like you and me. So what can you take out of that? It behooves us to develop ourselves spiritually because you never know. Just like it says in the beginning of Freebird, if I leave here tomorrow, would you still remember me? How about another song? Give me a few seconds here. This one's called Time in the Bottle. That's another guy that died in the plane crash. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do is save every day till eternity passes away just to spend them with you. If I could make days last forever, if words could make wishes come true, I'd save every day just like a treasure. And again, I would you. But there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. I've been around enough to know you're the one I want to go through time with. If I had a box just for wishes, dreams that had never come true, that box would be empty except for the memory of how they were answered by you. But there never seems to be enough time to do the things you want to do once you find them. I've been around enough to know you're the one I want to go through time with. Jim Croce, yeah, he died in a plane crash. Him and Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, Stevie Ray Vaughan died in the helicopter crash. Yeah, that's going to be one heck of a band. John Lennon, George Harrison. Some of those people, right? You're going to see them again. I guarantee you. They'll be there in heaven. Yes, home of the spirit, the spirit world, that fire in the sky. Home of the spirit. Earth is not your home. You're born here, and you're going to live your life however old you are, forever, how long it takes, however long it's been predetermined, because we all have expiration dates, so to speak. But one day we will meet there, hopefully far into the future, because I like it here in this world. I like the sun on my face. I like the fresh air. I love the trees, so green and pretty. The flowers everywhere. I've got some beautiful flowers in my front yard that I water all the time. Anyway, how about another song? How am I doing on time here? If I could take time. Hmm. 
Remember John Denver? John Denver, he was one of my favorites when I was growing up in the 70s. There's a storm across the valley. Clouds are rolling in. The afternoon lies heavy on each shoulders. There's a truck out on the four lane. A mile or more away. The whining of his wheels just makes colder. He's an hour away from riding on your prayers up in the sky. And ten days on the road are barely gone. There's a fire softly burning, supper's on the stove, and it's the light in your eyes that keeps him warm. Hey, it's good to be back home again. Sometimes this old farm Feels like a lost friend. Hey, it's good to be back home again. There's all the news to tell him. How'd you spend your time? What's the latest thing the neighbors say? And your mother called last Friday. Sunshine made her cry. You felt the baby move just yesterday. Hey, it's be back home again. Yes, it is. Sometimes this old farm feels like a long lost friend and hey it's good to be back home again oh the time I can lay this tired old body down and feel your fingers upon me the kisses that I live for the love that lights my way, the happiness that living with brings me is the sweetest thing I know of. Just spending time with you is the little things that make a house a home. Like a fire softly burning, supper on the stove. But it's the light in your eyes that keeps me warm. Hey, it's good to be back home again. Well, you know it is. Sometimes this old farm feels like a long lost friend and hey it's good to be back home again hey it's good to be back home again well yes it is sometimes this old farm feels like a long lost friend and hey it's Good to be back home again. I said, Hey, it's good to be back home again. John Denver, back home again. I think that was like in the late 70s. Anyway, I love that song. A lot of John Denver songs, Sunshine on My Shoulders. Rocky Mountain High, China, 
Calypso, Take Me Home Country Roads, Thank God I'm a Country Boy. And he died in Monterey. There's another person going to be in the Heavenly Choir. Man, it's going to be interesting when we get there. We're going to be offering up some praise to God, Father and Father God. You know, why praise God? I'll tell you why. Because sooner or later, my friends, it's going to hit you that all creation is a miracle. Creating something out of nothing. There didn't have to be anything. There didn't have to be the Big Bang, the first solar system, the Milky Way galaxy, the system. There didn't have to be any plant life, animal life, or it didn't have to be us. All of this could not have existed if the Supreme Creator didn't decide that he, she wanted to expand his to us and make no mistake the supreme creator can look through your eyes sometimes that's the the network of connection the eye of beings whether a human being an extraterrestrial being out there a bird with eyes a fly all these different eyes going around on this planet thousands of different types of eyes that see, eyes that see. And the Supreme Creator gets to know his or herself better by looking through the eyes of all these different organisms out there. You know what I'm saying? So how am I doing on time? I'm probably getting close to my time limit. I'm looking here. Oh, by the way, I wanted to talk about this suicide. I think in my last few minutes, let me just talk about suicide. It's a hard subject to talk about. I'm not going to say anything bad. It's all going to be good, okay? I once upon a time put a gun to my head, but I didn't pull the trigger. I also... When I was away from home with the U.S. Army in Germany, around Christmas time, away from my parents for the first time, even though I'd been living away from home, still we were in touch all the time. And I took aspirin. Later on, one of my platoon mates said, Blake, if you really wanted to kill yourself, why didn't you just jump in front of a train? Well, I took this bottle of aspirin, and I got really sick, but I didn't die. And the Army was really good to me. They sent me to counseling, and they loud slap on the wrist. The Army is good. Take care of the people. That's one thing I love about the Army. They're the best leaders. Um, I mean, I can't speak for the other services like the Air Force, the Navy, and the Marines, but I'm sure they're just as good. The U.S. military looks after their people. And they know how, and you'll never, I've never met any better leader, male and female, than officers and non-commissioned officers. The most fine, outstanding, incredibly wonderful human beings you will ever meet. I'm so grateful, so privileged to have spent time with them. And even now, I do today, my job is working with the Army, and I just went over 40 years. 40 years working for the Army, and I hope to do at least a couple more years. I want to get to 20, working for my present organization, the U.S. Army Installation Management Command. And if I can do 20, got this one over 18 on the 4th of May, I would be very happy. And then who knows if I keep up my workout. Now, when I talk to you next week on my show next week, I'm going to tell you that I've kept up my running on the treadmill because I'm kind of wishy-washy. I think it's because when God sent me before I was born on this planet, I stood before God just like all of us do, whether Mother God, if you're a female spirit, or Father God, if you're a male spirit, and said, Blake, I want you to be, this is your mission on Earth. I want you to be a experimenter. 
Try what works so you can pass it along to your fellow human beings. You've got a good heart, Blake. The world needs people like you. Okay, God, thank you. And also, I'm sure he gave me a couple of other little side missions, but one of my missions is to experiment, try things, find out if they work. Well, I'm tired of going back and forth and trying to sprint or determine the best exercise, you know, for the heart, for the mobility of the human body, optimal functioning, you know. I think when you take everything into consideration and not have to compete with cars out there which are noisy, smelly, and I've got one, I'm guilty too, you know. Cars are noisy. You go out there on the street, run around, they're going to kick your butt, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? If, if you're a runner and you go out there and you try to run with traffic, cars kick your butt. They do. That's why even though you don't have the sunshine, the fresh air inside the gym when you work out on the treadmill or if you have one in your own home, it's a good workout and the impact is really negligible, not too bad because you've got that shock-absorbing treadmill itself, you know, that absorbs that impact most of it even though it still is a lot of impact to walk and especially running. But I want to tell you next week, hey, I've been keeping up my treadmill workout, feeling good. That's what I need to do. And it's just sometimes it's hard to I wake up, especially when you get sleep apnea attacks or, you know, there's all kinds of things that could change your mind about things and then and you think maybe wonder believe possibly that if you do something else you might feel better always in an effort to improve oneself right but i'm convinced now i just told my son i sent him a text message i said son the treadmill is the way ahead for me because i'm going to go visit him later on this month over the Memorial day weekend and there's a track that we walk and run around there in burbank california hollywood that's where he lives he lives with uh, the aunt, Home Alone 1 and 2, Terry Snell. She rented out one of her apartment rooms to him. And she actually rents it herself, but she rented out one of the rooms. And every time I go visit him, I he's got another room that I stay in. And we always have a good time. They've got a pool there. We hang out by the pool, go swimming. We, we do some running at the track and we go out and we get food, we get smoothies, we drive around, we sing, we have a good time. It's wonderful. Mother Father, thank you for my son. It's a blessing. Really, my friend, my, my son is a true blessing from heaven sent to help me. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my son. That's the truth. How am I doing on time? That's good tell. I might have more than I, let me see. Hold on, please. Okay, I got, I got plenty of time. All right, time is not flying a whole lot. This one is called Dreams I'll Never See by Molly Hatchet, a Southern rock band who hit their prime back in the late 70s. Dreams I'll never see. Well, hopefully I'll be able to see them. I'm hoping and praying, my friends. I hope your dreams come true also, you know. Just one more morning. I've had to wake up with the blues. Pull myself out of bed. Put on my walking shoes. Climb up on the hilltop, baby, to see what I can see. The whole world's falling down, right down on top of me, because I've been hung up on those dreams. I'm never going to see no. Lord, help me, babe. Dreams get the best of me, yeah.
Gonna pull myself together. Put on a new face, yeah. Climb down from the hilltop. Get back in the race. Cause I've got dreams. I've got my dreams. Remember the love we had. I've got my dreams. I've got my dreams. To remember the love we had. But I've been hung up on those dreams. I'm never going to see no. Lord, help me, babe. Dreams get the best of me, yeah. together, put on a new face, yeah, climb down from the hilltop, baby, get back in the race, cause I've got dreams, I've got my dreams, to remember the love we had, I've got my dreams, I've got my dreams, to remember the love we had. But I've been hung up on those dreams. I'm never going to see no. Yes, dreams get the best of me. How about you? Dreams get the best of you. I know you got dreams, too. You're a dreamer. Dreamer. You know you are a dreamer. Oh, you put your hand on your head. Oh, no. Dreamer. Kill a little dreamer. That was Super Tramp. I didn't make those words up. People say, I never have dreams. Oh, yeah. I don't believe you. Sorry. Hope you don't mind me not believing you. Would you give me that to not believe you? Anyway, so that's a good song, Molly Hatchet. I saw them in concert, too. I saw a lot of bands in concert. Anyway, suicide. I was going to talk about suicide. I got off on a tangent. I love... That's okay, you know. I don't mind if you don't mind. <laughs> Besides, it's my show, right? Why do I care? I mean, if I get off and get lost talking about one subject, it's just so interesting to me at the moment, you know. But suicide... The thing is, don't do it. There are people who love you, you know. Pass this word on, please. Spread the word. Don't do it. That should be the new thing. I declare. Don't do it. There are people who love you. Besides, you know, and the Army, and all due respect to the Army, I've gone through the suicide training, it just does not do enough to help solve the problem. They're just is not enough value of life, you know? They talk about, I mean, the things that they're saying is good, don't get me wrong, but they need to think outside the box in regard to this, you know? And they're not ready to talk about the life after death card, if you know what I mean. And that's what it's going to take. Not just, you know, get on the phone, tell somebody, you know, have people ask you, are you going to take your own life? All that gets too confusing. When all you have to do is say, did you know if you take your life, it's very possible that you could come face to face with angry God, Father God, Mother God, and they're going to be angry at you for throwing in the towel because you couldn't take it because life was too hard. Well, life is supposed to be hard. That's why we're here. There are resources that you can fall back on, like prayer, 
friendship, reading books like the Bible or the Quran or whatever book you want to read, just say a prayer. All you got to do is ask for help. You know, if you take your life, you throw in the towel, all the progress that you made up until that point is thrown away and you're going to have to start again. And you'll know what I mean when you get over there in that land. If you don't already know, you're in a process of evolution, a journey of your soul through reincarnation from one planet to another. Presently, not all people were here on Earth, young souls. There are some, I think the majority of them are old souls. But if you're a young soul, you don't want to come back to a Category 1 planet which is the lowest on the evolutionary scale where there's a lot of war, because then you get to see it all over again. Everywhere, news of war, killing, people killing each other for no good reason. I want to graduate to another planet where people love each other, adore each other, get along with each other. How about you? hope you said yes to that. I got one minute. So my prayer is, Mother and Father God, thank you for this beautiful world that you created through the powers of the universe. We love you. Thank you for creating our souls and our spirits, which we know exist, truthfully. Please bless us all, everybody. Help us in any way we need it. Keep us safe and well. Stop war. Bring us peace for our children's children in the future. Amen. Bye, everybody. Talk to you next week.